Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today, we got Ersida Sheshi. How are you? Great, Abbas. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Did I mess up your name there? I know you... It's ta- Ersida. Didn't I say Ersida? Yeah, but most people say Er. Ersida? But yeah. I said Ersida, though. Okay. Right? Okay, yeah. I think Right I now, right. you yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> I asked over and over. I'm trying not to look like a dummy. No, it's okay. You're, you're good. Is it like a very traditional Albanian name? Uh, I think now it is, but when I was growing up, it wasn't. There were versions of my name, like Arsida, Ersida, but no Ersidas. And then I Googled myself, and there were so many Ersidas. You wish you didn't do it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish. You're like, fuck. Yeah, but you I, felt special right before yeah, that. I felt special because my parents told me um, the story of how they came up with my name. And what is the I, story? So the story was that my, my mom wanted to name me Iris, hence my nickname, nickname. Iris. Um, and then dad... No, forgive me. It's the other way around. Dad wanted to name me Iris. Mom wanted to name it Eneida, which is Virgil's Enid. You know what? Virgil. He's Virgil. Is that like a god of something? No, he he's a very famous. He's an ancient ancient. He's a writer from uh, antiquity. He's a Roman oh, writer from antiquity, and he okay. wrote Enid. Okay. Which is very well known because it kind of talks about Rome and blah blah. But anyway, so and my mom, being a lover of books, wanted to name me Enid. So she said, "Oh, we we couldn't decide on one, so we just took t- together both names and we came up with it." And then when I googled myself, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, did you just lie to me?" There's so many. They <laughs> can't so all many. have. Yeah, the same did they story? all come yeah. up with it? But yeah, yeah it's that's the story. So. So you are of Albanian descent, and you came to Canada yeah. when you were nine years old, right? No. Oh, okay. Fifteen and a half. Fifteen. So, oh, scratch me. Nine was what happened with the ear. Yes. Um, At nine years old, I, I lost my hearing on this side, which is what? The, the right the side. The right side. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I I had it from the mumps, which I think it's like a developing country. I know. I remember when you told illness me Illness or something. Just actually, just the, uh, for reference, just to kind of just um, give people a little bit of an idea uh, so I actually met Ersida at a resort yeah. like six <laughs> years ago. It was me and all of my university engineering friends. We went on a resort yes. to the Dominican Republic. And at the time, I didn't even drink. Yes, I remember I you were. I didn't even drink. I was a good Muslim. Oh, yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah, I was you like, were. I was a Muslim on like the. But the you fi- guys were the coolest. Yeah, yeah. We, we had... were like the coolest Canadian group after we got together. Resorts are all Canadians. That's wow. If you go to resorts true. a lot, you'll notice it's just mostly, it's so many Canadians. Like That's true. A lot of it. A it's lot a of sign it. of privilege, I guess, right? Oh, you know what it might be? It might it might be the Canadian dollar. Like resort packages are pretty competitive. Maybe. At the time, because the dollar, the U.S. dollar is so expensive now. At the time, was it like one for one, or was Canada even stronger? Like no, six, no, I think ago? I think you are correct. At yeah. the time, the Canadian dollar was actually stronger. Yeah, this was a while ago. Now the U.S. dollar has become way too high. I know, but even I went to Cancun for a friend's bachelor party a couple years ago, and uh, 
in Cancun. I'm like, where are you from? They're like, oh, Montreal. It's like, oh, okay. Where are you from? Vancouver. It's Remember, like, I told you that the, the people that we here. were partying with before we met your group were from from Quebec. Like a, from a, Quebec. Yeah, there you go. A bunch yeah. of them were from Montreal, and we had a reunion. After that, we actually went for for New Year's Eve in Montreal to u- unite with the people with all we, the people yeah yes, some people do you guys have a whatsapp group that goes all year no, long no 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 Thank we used God. to have a facebook <laughs> group which was called kinks kinks cup kinks remember, cup remember how we used to play that game the drinking game you probably don't remember it but like i was telling you guys like guys we have to you have to come to our kinks kinks club Oh God! I Some of the boys may remember, but I yeah. don't even. Re- it was a while ago. Keep that in mind. But you should tell people why you guys were so cool. Can I tell people why you guys were so cool? Because I, I always why we were so okay, cool. okay. I'll tell you why and you were come so a little cool. bit closer to uh, the to the, mic? Uh, to the mic. But yeah, sure. go for it. I don't remember why. We so were... uh, I always tell people this really cool story of how I had the best two weeks of my of my life at that resort because my this was my parents' gift to me yeah. for my birthday, and my brother was with me, and so. My parents just let me and my brother do whatever the heck we wanted for the first time ever. They were there. Um, And then uh, at the time, I met you guys in the last four days, I think, before we were supposed to leave for Canada, like before our vacation ended. But I remember you guys being really cool because you were like a group of like six multicultural multicultural people of color like guys the immigrant section yes definitely every single one of you was so canadian meaning like every single one of you was from another country yeah yeah right (laughs) and then the coolest part was that you were a walking party you remember you had the shisha you had brought did i I bring a shisha oh i cannot believe you can't you don't remember that was i was that guy just i was the guy i was the shisha you had brought your own shisha your own tobacco (laughs) it was so cool because every and everywhere bluetooth speaker i was just about to say the coolest part were was that you didn't need to go anywhere for music you would just walk with your own music Everywhere. So this group of like seven guys, with seven their own... guys, and then remember one of the guys I forgot his name, the Indian one, Omar. <laughs> how? No, no, the other one, Omar is is sweet. Uh, the other one, like how he Tasia Shazib. Oh, Tasia, <laughs> Tasia. Yeah, he, he brought weed in his socks. <laughs> he brought, brought, he brought. He had a uh, a vaporizer that was in the shape of an inhaler, and he hid weed in his socks, yeah. and he assembled it he had it all disassembled and he put it together in the airplane bathroom just like put the weed engineer. in it and then <laughs> wow. and then was vaping weed in his seat during the flight are you for real he just he's one of those guys that just kind of like pushes <laughs> just pushes <laughs> the, the envelope, envelope. Uh, yeah yeah i remember i remember i was like i cannot believe you got away with that because he really looks like yeah, every stereotype, like, yeah. Yeah, every stereotype that yeah. the people would stop at the airport. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's got another story I, I forget of. Like, uh, okay, man, I shouldn't say that. Okay, okay maybe yeah, we shouldn't say. Yeah. That. No, no, no. <laughs> this is fine. This is all in let's the past. Not, but let's the not other say one, he's bad. I don't need to be putting it out there. Yeah, but yeah, Teja is one of those guys that just maybe we should have asked for his permission his... before we mentioned. No, 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 no. This is fine. Everybody knows this, and it's all said and done. And weed's legal. What's gonna happen now? That's right? true. That's What's true. Gonna Nobody can say anything. Yeah, the other story. It's a different case, though. Okay, don't yeah. say it. We don't. But yeah, we don't need to, to get back to it though, because we yeah. took got a big uh, detour. So. I remember you were saying, I remember six or it was like the summer of like 2013 or 2012 yeah, yeah, or something like correct, that. Correct, 2013. 
And I remember you said you lost your hearing when you were nine from the mumps. And I yeah. had never heard that in my life. I was like, from the, I don't, first of all, I don't even know what the, the mumps, I thought it was kind of like polio level thing. Like gone kind of sick. Well, it is. That's why I said it's like a developing country kind of illness because it has been eradicated. Except now with the anti-vaxxers, maybe it's coming back. But um, but yeah, I, w- I don't even know though. how I got it. I really don't know how I got it. Uh, all I know is that I was really sick. So what it does is that it makes you get swollen right here in your tonsils. Or like, yeah, I think it is the tonsils, but like you really get swollen. Okay. Like this gets like restricts old. breathing and everything. It, it gets hard, yeah. I don't remember exactly. All I remember is when I, I remember specifically when I lost my hearing because, and I mean I I didn't know that I had lost my hearing at the time, but I know that that's what was it because I remember a sharp sharp pain. It felt like somebody just stabbed me in my ear. I started screaming all of a sudden. My grandma was with me. And uh, I just started screaming because I had never experienced such pain. Like, literally, I'm not joking. It felt like somebody just stabbed me in my ear. That's crazy. And that must have been the moment that it fried the nerve. That is unbelievable. Did you have a super high fever? Yes, I remember having very high fever. That's I've never heard of a body part just failing in a single moment permanently. Because it never came back, right? No. It was that one moment and it was gone. It was gone. And you can just be like, that was, trace it definitely I'm pretty back. certain, even though my mom, because I always had high fever, and my mom said when I was a baby, I would go into coma, 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 coma? Uh, coma, coma, <laughs> coma. Yeah, coma, that's punctuation. Uh, <laughs> I would go into a coma um, quite often. So she said, maybe you lost it then too, but mm. I'm pretty certain it was when that happened because that was just unbelievable. So what I did when we came to Canada, I went and got, checked and the specialist said i'm sorry we can't do anything there's no no surgery or anything you're just gonna have to get a hearing aid does it help the hearing aid i haven't gotten one yet i should get one but they're quite expensive they're like five if you want a good one they're like five thousand dollars per year but you only need one that's and true, but that's five thousand dollars. That's like a, a car. So okay, so when did you see the specialist? What, well, okay, no, first of all, the... what car? <laughs> what are you? What? Like a two thousand eight Sentra? <laughs> you know, like an immigrant's car where you just go pay five thousand and it will last a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. And you have I've the mechanic. I've known a few people that bought months. like a car for a thousand dollars. And then they're at the mechanic every two months, yes. resurrecting it like Frankenstein, you know, yes. more fluid, but just that's all you, zapping it. That's all you can <laughs> afford, man. That's the immigrant's th- life. That's my whole childhood. My dad would buy the shittiest cars oh. over and over. He would never track the cost of constant. Ma- I spent my entire childhood. That's at, how you learn to be an engineer. <laughs> I spent my entire childhood at the mechanic trading Pokemon cards with the mechanic's son. <laughs> but like, I used to go to the mechanic so much. Wow. I was friends with the mechanic's son. We would trade Pokemon cards. As we got older, we would like talk about girls and he would like start working at the shop. I went there for two days. De- My dad, very cheap dude, would always buy the cheapest cars. Constant issues. He's constantly at the mechanic. Yeah. And uh, he, he would always bring them uh, Timbits. You'd always bring like like nice. two more Timbits just so he could haggle a little he wanted harder. Wanted to sweeten the exactly. Okay. I swear Smart. this is true story. What a Sudanese yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my dad, my dad's move is like if you said like um, like just old like cheapskate moves. <laughs> if you said the work is eighty, he would he would. I give you thirty. Immigrants they use the front pocket, right? Yeah. That's the basis for immigrant economy. Yeah, my dad still does. Pocket. Oh, of course. That's how you know. <laughs> 
My dad, if you said 80, he'll just he'll put 70 in your pocket. He'll tap it. He'll be like, look, we're done. Okay, just like, ah, like, oh, like, oh, my God, that's so funny. That's also like he'll very just give you a thing. little less. Yeah. So it's not insulting, but it is kind of insulting. Until this day, I go to the same mechanic when I'm in my hometown, London. Oh, and I pay you. every time he quotes me a price, I pay him just a little more to pay back. <laughs> All of my father's debt for wow. I swear to you, yeah. So That's I go funny. back. Um, I got a car. I wanted them to inspect it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go get them Timmies <laughs> or uh, Timbits yeah, yeah. from Tim Hortons. Yeah. And uh, I show up and I've got t- uh, Timbits. I'm like, hey, who wants them? They're like, we can't, please. I'm like, no, come on, ha- have some, right? And they're like, <laughs> he's like, we all have diabetes. <laughs> From being fed way too much. Dude, my dad's cheapness drove these people. (laughs) They probably, well, he's probably not the only one. Yeah, it's, oh, every Somalian cab driver, every Sudanese cab driver, every fresh Iraqi cab driver, every cab driver in this, in London goes to this guy, Abu Muhammad, his name is A&M Auto on 3rd Street, 3rd Street and Oxford. Go there, the most honest mechanic ever and with because with mechanics it's a question of honesty everyone That's asks true. do you know an honest mechanic right That's like a true. mechanic that uh, a lone woman can go to and like because a lone woman at a mechanic is like prey right you know yeah. what i mean just like with a problem for i don't me. know what it is right yeah it, it, it can go one of two ways for sure but this is the type of mechanic who's like i would be a dream to any mechanic. Oh, 100%. Because I have no clue. <laughs> I don't even drive. Yeah, exactly. So. It makes a squeal. Does that mean it's broken? <laughs> oh, it could be. It could Actually, be. I wouldn't be because I'm a thorough researcher in yeah. everything that I do. You're skeptical by oh. nature? No, no, no. I'm not skeptical by nature. I just like to be prepared. Okay. I like to be prepared. So you Google the symptoms of the issue? Yeah, I would Google everything. I would Google how it works. Yeah. What do I ask the mechanic? Ooh. Like, what would the mechanic say? I would really... So you want to be educated enough to, for them to say at least a couple of yeah. words for them to know, okay, I can't pull a fast one. That's true. That's at exa- least a couple yes, of words. Yeah. That's exactly what we did when uh, my partner and I, we well, he, when he was looking to buy a used car. Yeah. And I was even doing my own research, like what to say. If the if the guy says this way, then he means this way. Like we were re- we were reading articles, but he's even better than me. I sometimes I can be way too impatient. He's he's like a thorough Canadian. Yeah. It, <laughs> he's a risk averse Canadian. Oh, 100%. Sweet he knows he knows like his exact game plan when it goes in. Oh, for sure. And his dad is even worse. His dad still doesn't use online banking. He's like, "No, no, no, no. He They're going to steal my money." <laughs> he's got that little balance book he goes yes he's one literally of those, he has a balance one book. of those old people in line yes. always in line in yes. front of you when you need to go get a direct deposit form yes. or a fo- or something that needs it's a so teller cute. it's like, like a dinosaur but it's so cute yeah one time an old person in front of me walked up and just asked what their balance is <laughs> and i'm like oh my god and then asked and then asked about like one of the pictures of the teller had like her family thing and i'm like god kill me right now but you know what it's really funny so to go back to our topic at hand, the difference between the generations of immigrants. Like, I, I look at my dad. He also is just like my partner's dad. Even though he's Canadian, they are both very risk-averse. Oh, 100%. Which that- is really funny. I wonder whether it's the age or whether it's just the generation. But, okay, how old is your uh, my partner's, dad is like, partner's dad? So my partner's dad is actually pretty old. He had him when he was older. He's like 72. So 72, it is the, so 40s. That's like, 
when you come from that age, yeah. even in North America, that like the forties is that's some like most jobs were very labor intensive. Hard work was prioritized. It was yeah. coveted. So it's like a mentality that's very similar to current or like gener like immigrant mentality. Yeah. Always is like hard work, uh, put in the hours. They say, oh, you know, like immigrant mentality and that kind of mentality. It's you can the say, class. I you, would say it's the class because he's he's a construction worker. You brag about the hours you worked. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then at one point in like socioeconomic, you brag about how little hours you work. Yeah. It flips. You know. Hard work is definitely. He works the, ninety yeah. hours a week. Mashallah. The bargaining, Mashallah. Yeah. Exactly. Mashallah. <laughs> we yeah, we right? have that too. Yeah. Mashallah. Oh, you must we, be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you must right? Be healthy. Yeah. Okay. That's so funny. That's what Albanians say for everything. Oh, he must be healthy. That's hilarious. You say because he works so much. Yes. This literally, my car battery just died the other day. Okay. And I'm at Canadian Tire replacing it. Yeah. Never do work on your car in a McDo in a Canadian Tire parking lot. I learned this. Okay, <laughs> the hard way. Somalian <laughs> cab driver comes out of nowhere, parks right next to me. Tell he's me. he's got his passenger window down, and he just starts telling, me, yelling at me about his life as I'm ratcheting, <laughs> and and I'm so confused. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what? He goes, I was a mechanic in Africa. I was in a mechanic in Africa, and then I was like, huh? He's like, when you stop working, you become sick. It's so true, though. It's so true. And I'm like ratcheting, like, what? What? He's like, my father, 70 year old, years old, mechanic. He's fine. I yes. stop. I become sick. That's why it's, it's like true. the body. But it's the true. fact that he told me that it took me, took me back. You'll never do work in that parking lot. But still, it made me think, like, as soon as you chill and your body starts to settle, all those aches and micro injuries take their toll you know what well, i mean it's because you're not using the brain and that's with well, the body in this case i think yeah like oh, if okay but if you're not using the body then you're not really taking care of the brain because by using the body you're you're helping the brain because exercise is useful true okay, okay. Uh, but knowledge to go back uh to go back to what you were saying it's so funny because that's what i noticed going back to albania this year my grandma my grandma is like um 82 okay my grandma is oh you went back this year yeah, I went okay, back this cool. year after like seven years, and I had only been back once, so second time in 20 years. <laughs> but my grandma is so lucid, very smart. She does not sit one moment. She like she does everything. She she cleans everything. She takes care. She cooks. It's not like here. People here somehow they just start coming undone, and then they need walkers and stuff. You know why? Because here there's the 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 retirement mentality is big. Yeah, because they right? don't as do soon anything. As so many they just people, sit. Like those workaholic, like older generations, <laughs> when their families finally force them into retirement, they'll, like they'll be dead within a year. Their body's just like, Ugh, like their purpose is gone, and like all of the actual activity that like m went into their actual physical fortitude yeah. is gone. So they just dissipate. So Mentally and physically. Let's talk about this, actually, because aside, like everything in life, it has a positive and a, and a negative. So it's this is kind of like the good side of being an immigrant, because as an immigrant, you're forced to constantly be working, right? Because you have to. You have that chip on your shoulder. No, and it's not just about the chip on your shoulders that most of the time you still got to be surviving. But I mean, that's that's not an immigrant specific thing, though. You got to be surviving regardless of immigrant or not. I would I say like that... it's more of an immigrant. If if 
based on every immigrant that I've I've met and my own experience, I would say that immigrants, they have to constantly be working to even achieve the standard level that other people have here. Because that's how I felt when I, even when I was even in university, I felt so behind in everything. I had never even gone camping or oh, <laughs> anything that like sense. that. Like I, I didn't even have the books or I didn't have skiing shoes, you know, like the things that people here would be like, oh, you don't have skiing shoes? Yeah. Like everybody would have. See, and I would be like, I just came here. Like the basic recreational yes. privileges. Exactly. You don't even, yeah, exactly. You don't have them. Yeah. So most of the time, and if you're an immigrant, like my dad, my dad was a VP of a company back in Albania. He is now a manager of secu- a security manager. Yeah, it's a story told so many and times. And it's so disgusting because he is so much better. He could be doing so much better, but he can't because he wasn't able to get a job in what he studied and what he did. Yeah. He's an agricultural engineer. So because of that, it doesn't matter how long. They're still going to be working because they have to constantly be working. Like my dad still has to work 18 hours a day almost to pay the mortgage. So that kind of forces him to constantly be working. So the bad side is that he has to work. But the other good thing is that because he has to work, he's kind of lucid. Exactly. You know, he's in yeah. good shape. He's in good shape. He's tired, but it- he's in good shape. So... If he won the lottery right now and everything was paid, it could literally kill him. <laughs> I'm serious. God forbid. Yeah, that's oh, what God. I'm saying. Like the privilege of being able to just chill yeah. for somebody that never had that ability could ruin them. Like their body is just that not is built for leisure. You know, just just how like an aristocrat, an yeah. old aristocrat, she, you know, like just been drinking tea and like doing this and that, let's say brought up as like a like royalty or something like that and like they lose everything mm-hmm. and she has to get a labor job it could kill her you know what i mean <laughs> no it's the, like just there's like, a really good movie i'm gonna try to find it i'm gonna send it to you i remember watching it in albania in italian <laughs> in italian uh because everything that we watched was in italian tv Remember how I told you I know Italian because that's how Albanians of my generation, we all had to learn Italian because we didn't have any Albanian channels. We only had one. So when communists, okay, to explain I didn't know to Albania the people, was doing that bad. To the people that are going to be one watching channel? this. Sudan has like two or three. Okay, <laughs> the whole, no, Albania is doing very good now. Oh, but, now? Okay. Um, so in 1991, when communism fell, yeah. uh, we only had one channel, one Albanian channel. And I think it like it would finish programming around 10 p.m. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> really funny so everybody but before then you were not allowed to listen to foreign radio or watch any foreign tv so you didn't have access to anything but when communism fell now all of a sudden we have access to these things so what are we to do for for entertainment we started watching italian uh, channels so even the grandmas even the old people started learning italian everyone <laughs> everyone started learning italian just by watching like nobody was learning italian through books okay just by watching the tv did you They did learned you ever it by themselves. exchange like Italian like notes with your friends. Like, what is this? We mean? would speak in Italian in the classroom. I remember in grade seven and grade eight, and like we would be joking and like we would be speaking perfect Italian in like a different dialect, like in the Napolitan dialect. I was. And there's nothing. Children in the are like freaking sponges. There's nothing in the curriculum. We did have Italian as a as a in a in high school curriculum, but nobody forced you to take it. Like. Only certain people could choose to take it. So all TV was 
dominated by Italian television. Yes. So I Italian watched news, Friends Italian. in Italian. Oh. So when you I guys came, get Seinfeld too? I didn't really watch Seinfeld, but yes. So I'm telling you, Italians would dub and they were fantastic dubbers. <laughs> so when I first came to Canada, I was really surprised to see friends in English. I was like, oh, it's in English. Yeah. I don't know what okay. that was. I don't know where I started on a tangent on this Italian thing. But well, I did... wanted to know like about uh, like Albania. Like you were saying how... You had to learn Italian completely just because based yes. on the, all the television programming. Where yeah. I think you were talking about your grandma, 82, yeah. fully lucid because she's been working nonstop. And I'm saying like that's a privilege in a sense to have actually things to do, like responsibilities that are physical. It's for- not, though. It's not a privilege because it's pretty hard. Um, I would really like for my grandma to have the kind of privilege to sit down and not do anything. I'm very but happy that she can that. work. I agree. I agree, but at the same time, I don't want her to struggle with the way that she is. But there's a but there's a middle ground between chilling and struggling. So that's the thing that I was talking about earlier. So, like in like in life, it's so interesting to see this balance. How like yeah, you're gonna have a bit of bad. You're gonna have a bit of good. It all depends on how you look at it and what you focus on. So if you focus on the positive, I think you're gonna be okay. So I hope that, and I think my grandma focuses on the positive. That's why she's so healthy. Uh, but it's very hard for Albanian people to focus on the positive. So let's talk about this as immigrants. What's what's Albania? <laughs> I want to know what's Albania like right now. You just Albania went. is Albania has become really popular for tourists. It's beautiful. I would recommend it for everybody to. What's the capital? Tirana. Nice. Um, I would really recommend for everyone to go and visit. It's so beautiful. It has gorgeous nature and I, spend money there too. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're not really going to spend that much money because it's pretty cheap. Hell yeah. She's selling the hell out of Albania <laughs> right now. Let me tell you, it's yeah. worth selling because we were in Croatia before then and we were so pissed off. It was... Do you guys have a beef? Because I know that there's a bunch no, of... No, 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 no. It's not... Beats. not. I have absolutely no beef with Croatians. And in fact, like I like them. And to me, they're like my brothers here. They're the closest I have to my... Uh, to my culture yeah like here in from Canada from a tribal standpoint yeah, yeah. from a as culture like, yeah, standpoint yeah. Uh, but as a tourist when we went to Dubrovnik we really felt like we were being ripped off everywhere we were going oh I'm not joking about this sincerely we felt like we were being ripped off everywhere where we were going while in Albania it was the exact opposite the food was delicious everywhere. And that's the, the other thing. I was really surprised about Croatia not having good food because I thought it was going to have good food and have really crappy food. And at least that's my opinion. Nothing against Croatia. Please don't send me hate mail or whatever. The hell. Yo, shout out to Croatia if you're watching. <laughs> like Croatia is beautiful. Absolutely and maybe and, and I wish we would have had more time to go and explore other cities other than Dubrovnik because we did hear that Dubrovnik has gotten kind of ruined through tourism okay so the con tourism sparked or uh spiked and then the economy uh, adjusted for it so like yo people are coming here let's spike up these prices let's let's yeah probably exploit this probably and it sounds like albania is still in the phase where the economy has not adjusted to the spike so yes. again go but to hold albania. on only dubrovnik is like that not the rest of croatia oh okay so okay the rest of dubrovnik croatia is, is still the capital 
Yeah, Dubrovnik is the capital of Croatia. Okay. So, but Albania, you are correct. So it's in that first stages of like good tourism. They, what I noticed. Phase one. What I had noticed is that in seven years that I hadn't been there, they had built quite a few more uh, highways. So that was wonderful. You could go from Škodra, which is this major city in the north, to Tirana, which is the capital city, in an hour and a half. And I remember that road being like seven hours or something. I was like, okay, how did this happen? I was so happy. Um, And the other beautiful thing is that there were so many tourists. I was so surprised. I was like, holy shit, there's so many people speaking What countries did you... uh, There uh, were quite a few German. Yeah, okay. Uh, I met... I don't know. I I met Canadians last time I was there, but I was hanging out in a hostel. This time I was also hanging out in a hostel in the south in Himar. It it was just tourists, a lot of Germans, but it was honestly tourists from all over the world. Australians who were drunk? Uh, I actually didn't see Australians. I didn't meet a single. Oh, no, I met an Australian last time I was there, which is seven years ago. So I remember I was I had a beautiful evening. I felt really good. Um, and I felt hopeful about Albania because I was hanging out at this hostel and I had an evening where imagine like all of the countries of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, are we were, present. Yes. We're on the up me, and up. <laughs> yeah. the, the Canadian, uh, we had a British, we had an Australian, we had an American Commonwealth. Like all of the English speaking countries were in one room and we were all sharing stories of travel. So it felt really beautiful. And it's so funny that seven years I go back to Albania and the tourism has bloomed <laughs> or like shit i gotta go to albania you have to go the food was delicious and cheap so What's imagine albanian food like albanian food is like a mixture of uh think of mediterranean but like a mixture of turkish and greek Ooh. it's really good i can't i a don't know of, too it's simple but tomato, it's tasty chicken rice yogurts yeah yogurt for olives. sure olives for sure a lot of feta Ooh, this sounds like I'm telling Mediterranean. You. So, okay, to tell you the the difference between Dubrovnik. We went to Dubrovnik, we went to this nice beach, and then we, we stopped at a nice restaurant. And I remember getting a plate that <laughs> $22 for a piece of meat that maybe was as big as my hand, maybe. And it was really dry, mm. overcooked. And it came with like one small lettuce piece like a garnish yes that's it that's it okay one lettuce like small lettuce and one slice of tomato that was like some crap 22 dollars and then we go to albania in the south and if you do go go to the logara pass in the mountain and my my best friend kosana who's like a she's like a some kind of tv presenter there she's kind of like a vip but she travels everywhere so she knows the country really well so she's like you have to stop by this place they have great food so i listened to her what's it called the low-key pass logara the logara the logara pass yeah logara pass it's an actual mountain it's so dangerous and scary but it's beautiful that sounds mystic it is like pass. really windy <laughs> street. But anyway, so we stopped by there. So I paid $22 for a tiny piece of meat that was crap. And then we go to this to this mountain, which is considered in a region that is very popular. In the middle of like the tourist season. And for so $22. So the prices should be the highest that they would be. Like, yeah, you you sh- you have pretty high prices there. 
in comparison with other places, but it was still pretty cheap. So one piece of meat with one kilogram of organic meat that was from goats that were had had just been cut that had been cut goats that had just been cut <laughs> well, I mean, like, these were goats that they had just freshly had, slaughtered just yeah they just went down but goats that had they been were raised napping in two these... hours ago they were napping okay, i don't know about that but <laughs> uh, they had been raised in the mountain so like organic meat and you know how expensive organic meat So oh, compare the two organic things. in the sense that it's hunted. This isn't factory farm. This is like a no, goat that was exa- living. No, they don't. They don't really yeah, have it's that called many wild f- game. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the best. It's the not most really nutrition. wild game because in Albania, they still do it kind of like old school don't where they graze, just. Yeah, they just let eat. it graze. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's okay. grass so it's like, fed. Again, that's the, the middle line, right? Yeah. Between like no, factory farming and like totally wild. Yes, but that's how it has been done for Shepherds. millennia. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so yeah. they that's what they were still doing. It was delicious. Oh, my God, that place was so good. And I'm not saying it because I'm Albanian, but seriously, the food was so good. Even my partner, who's Canadian, and he can be picky. Do you like lamb? Are you a big lamb person? I am not that huge of a lamb person, but the way that they, they just make it so simple on the grill, it's so delicious. God. And they gave it, and the service was so incredible. The service in Croatia was crap. It it just felt like they were tired of tourists. Oh, okay. It really felt like everything. They're really on that final. I phase. swear to yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> it sure. It really feels like they need a break. Yeah, 100%. And I and I feel for. Dubrovnik I have that exact people. feeling somewhere. I'm I'm just trying to remember that feeling. Where Maybe it's Paris. Like, no, everybody tells me. I every- had a great time in Paris, but I still, I had an occasion. Ooh, an occasion. That's yeah. that's just vague enough that I don't know whether to question it further. Well, I I don't know whether I think he was just trying to be witty or maybe just to hit on me. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. In maybe Paris? he was, yeah. Maybe he was trying to do the French joke, which is like excuse me, madame, like just put you down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I think that's the French way to joke. I don't know. Oh, okay. Be like. So I'll tell you what happened. I was in France. I was uh, in Paris. I only had one day. I had to leave the morning after. And uh, I was staying over at my friend's, a, a friend from university, actually. So I had met him. He was uh, he was French. Okay. He had uh, he was an international student, and I had met him in my university, McMaster University. And so I went to visit him. And I stayed one night because I, I could only stay one night. And then the day after, I had to go back to Brussels. And so he had to go back to work. So I was by myself. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't speak any French, so here I'm trying to like tell people, hey, which way do I go? Trying to speak French, no French whatsoever. This poor guy, this poor middle-aged French guy was trying to help me, but he didn't speak any English. And then so when I, I've, by some luck, I find the uh, subway station. So I go in the subway station and you'd think that the person working at the subway station is going to speak English. And he did. However, what was the first thing that he told me? And I and I went there and I said, parlez-vous anglais? Just trying to be... Yeah. Polite, you know. Do you speak English? Yeah, and he looks at me and he's like, "Parlez-vous français?" Oh. Like, why the heck would I ask you? Yeah. Do you speak English? That's if I freaking speak French. About the French, they always just be. And like, then you know what he says? What do you want? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. French people are known for being rude. It's something about the culture, and yeah, like they I don't really. Know. No, not all, but. Of course, not across the board. But I'm saying all, pretty much 
90% and you just said you had a good experience and then you told me that very specific yeah. bad experience. Oh, but so I, I have more I have more what? bad experiences. Well, there you they, go. They, That's they... what I'm saying. Everybody <laughs> has terrible experiences in yeah. France. But I asked my dad what's the most beautiful my dad used to travel all the time, right? I asked him what's like you, the most beautiful place in the world in your opinion? And he told me the south of France, you know? It is. So, the south of France is supposed to be beautiful. So it's like we're talking about positive and negative, right? You can work all your yes. life, you can and now focus. your body is strong because yeah. you've been working and struggling. These people, for instance, they live in a beautiful area, but there's something that culture has like manifested in a way where it's just, I don't know, they, they have a resentment towards English-speaking people. I think like, we should probably tie this to the immigrant experience as well in the, sen in the sense that everybody's judgmental, which is different types of judgmental, or we're judgmental of different things. So the French would be judgmental of others, and they're very snobby in that sense that they're judgmental of everyone. So are the Italians, so are the Greeks, because they think that they are... The shit. The shit Respectful. of culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And while immigrants are judgmental of everything else and everyone and themselves, because we just come from, I guess, conservative societies, even though, of course, I'm making an over-generalization here, but... Oh, 100%. Like, let me give you an example. <laughs> they... I moved to, in 1997, I moved from Sudan, or I moved from Oman, like in Muscat, but I came to Canada. That's so beautiful. I came to Canada, and uh, I, I moved to London, Ontario, that has a pretty sizable Sudanese population. Every Sudanese man in London, Ontario, 99% of them drive cabs, okay? Oh, okay. And now But I've some heard of London them... is a pretty racist city. Well, London is predominantly white, so whatever comes with that comes with that. I remember Khatab <clears throat> telling some stories yeah. of racism. Oh, oh, yeah. oh absolutely. I'm mean, like I said, it's it's a it's like three hundred and fifty thousand people, but it's got a small town vibe still. You know what I mean? So you run into some of that old thinking here and there. But I moved here, they're all Sudanese cab drivers, and I remember being like we're driving around. I remember driving in uh, a family friend's cab. He's driving uh, us back. Like he had kids that were similar age to me. And we're driving through downtown London. And it's like Friday or Saturday night. Students are lined up outside bars. They're drunk. And this guy is driving an immigrant driving who immigrated to Canada, begged on refugee status, right? Yeah. Please let me, they're going to kill me, whatever. Now he's driving a cab in London and he's just being like, like he's saying like, look at these sinners, these oh. terrible, these That's people, they're so all funny. going I'll to hell. I'll share a story. They're all going to hell. Look yeah. at them. And he'll yeah. be like, Doof, doof what? I, what is look that? At, like he's saying like, I spit, oh. I spit, <laughs> you know? And I'm like a kid and I'm just like seeing this because like we're in Canada, you're seeing sh girls with short dresses and he's got so, an immigrant just has so much resentment to the people. It was just the weirdest dynamic to see, especially as a kid, just hate. Just yeah. like he's yelling, no one, we're all kids. He's not actually, it's, it, he's not actually having a conversation with us. He's just openly like airing out his anger. And his, his thoughts. His thoughts, yeah. And That's... they were just so aggressive. So okay. I'll tell you what happened to me. Uh, when I was in Hamilton, I lived five years in Hamilton. Shout out to Hamilton. Yes, we can we can give a shout out to Hamilton. It's a beautiful city. It's, yeah, it and it's, was. It's, no, it's it's getting a lot better. It's getting a lot better than what it was. Hey, people need metal, okay? So. Okay, I don't know how much metal is producing anymore. But, um, so to go back to this. So I was in Hamilton, and at the time I was dating a Saudi guy, and I remember. Ooh. Yes, I dated a Saudi guy for three years. 
And he was pretty serious. Um, but Was it, he a high-level Saudi? Okay, I'm sorry. I'll let you v- Yes. Yeah, okay. We're going to touch back on this. I'm so excited. I don't know. Whether we, should, <laughs> but, we don't have to say names, but continue. Um, yeah. He's not going to hear this. That's true. Yeah. But I have some people from Saudi clicking it. It's not him, though. They're all low-level Saudis. But Anyways, to, continue. No, but to go back to the Saudi thing, uh, to the Saudi culture, I don't know whether those boys that he, my my ex was talking to were Saudi. Maybe they were Iraqi. All I know that they were they were Arabic-speaking. Maybe they were Iraqi. I'm not sure. But all I remember is that because my ex told me, it was like the middle of the night, of the night like maybe 2 a.m., and we used to stay up all night. I would just watch my stuff. He used to love playing video games. You know, we're fucking university students. It was love. No, it wasn't really love. We just <laughs> like to be separate. He he loved to play video games and I love to watch my anime because I'm an anime watcher. Oh, we're going to talk about anime. I'm okay, an anime cool, watcher. Because I too. love anime. Fuck yeah. So, and we... And we lived downtown. We lived close to downtown Hamilton. So we had be- started this habit of we would go and buy shawarma at this place. Okay. But this place was very close to Hess Village. So at 2 a.m., this like, you know, prime time for drunkies. Bars, et cetera. Yeah, yeah and it's a Friday vibe. night. Yeah, and Hamilton, McMaster University, a lot of girls being over the top. I judge them too, but we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I judge them because that's how I was raised. I was raised with judgment. Yeah, you were walking around judging them and you had a dress down <laughs> to your ankles, right? Just like, look at these girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. you, had, you had your elbows to your ankles covered. No, no, like, no. Look at these no, whores. No, no. Whores. No. <laughs> that God, was you, no. right? No, no. Shame. No. Shame. <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't. The bell uh, even before he was a very thrones. progressive Saudi. <laughs> Um, and I definitely am a progressive. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) No, he let me wear dresses. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, all I remember is like, I think I was just wearing jeans and a shirt or something. I was just. (laughs) Jeans? Hold on. That's the the Hold on. So we get to this thing. These two boys are outside and because they had seen us, like, as I told you, we had made it a habit to go and buy so and he used to be like just like a proper saudi guy he would be like really polite yeah so he would say hello to these guys and one that night he they were commenting about some i think some girls that were drunk and like were half naked or something um in front of the shawarma and, and really i really don't like it when women behave like that because it makes me feel like you're making yourself vulnerable and and then it gives other people fodder to talk bad but at the same time i do believe that we need to be pushing the envelope a little bit further so that so that we can feel so free okay. to do what, to do whatever the fuck you want. So that's okay. Yeah. Yes. So I know I'm judging them. So it's okay. I unfortunately I was raised <laughs> in a backwards country. But anyway, so these guys, we were I'm waiting outside for my ex to grab the shawarma and as he comes outside, they say hello or they're talking in Arabic and clearly I have no idea what's being said but he told me later on that the guys had told him oh so or they had commented about the girls and then and then they had told him where's your girl from because she looks like a nice girl and he had said oh she's Albanian and yeah she's a nice girl because again I wasn't like dressed skimpy I had just like jeans and a t-shirt yeah you had a turtleneck on yeah. <laughs> a turtleneck yeah. in the middle of the summer yeah yeah that's how um, wholesome you were. But it, I was, I, I felt really bad that here they are, like young guys. They're young guys judging these girls as if they're back home. You know? Because so the guys were Arabs. Arabs, but they I were don't speaking know. speaking Arabic. Yeah, but I don't know where from. 
But like it, it judging them in the sense like, look at that piece of ass, or like no, look, judging them as like, look at these whores. But you're uh, with a nice girl because she's not showing got skin. Got it. Okay. And it yeah. made me feel like at that moment, even though I was judging those girls, you I wanted to be like, too. fuck yeah, you. No, fuck, I didn't yeah. feel dirty. I felt like, fuck you. How dare you judge those? Girls? Yeah, dirty in the sense of being around them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I just, just like, uh, it just know? felt wrong. It just felt wrong because as a girl. Um, and as an Albanian girl, I have dealt with this my whole life. And it really, it gives you a lot of complexes. It gives you a lot of insecurity. Like even to this day, I do not like to be overly sexy just because I do not want the attention. I don't want somebody to look at me and say like, look at that whore. Yeah. And that's, and that's like some shit that was instilled within you for an old thinking. Yes. That's not the right thinking. Well, and because I, and that's, I have the, that that's the immigrant max. thing to go back. I have back. that to the max. Well, because I don't know about you, but this is what Albanians do. Okay, this is how they they educate us, or this is how they keep us in track. Like they don't tell you how to misbe- how not to do. They just say, "Do you see how that person is misbehaving over there? Don't be like that." Yeah, they just point. <laughs> out. Don't you ever be like that? Judge. Like they're always just pointing at other people misbehaving. Like that. That's so bad. That's like they just put that person down, and then. They're, it doesn't matter how good you do. They're const- you're gonna do. They're constantly telling you, "Well, you know, the daughter of this so and so, she has a PhD. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? She has seven PhDs and eight children. Eight children. What have you done? No, not about yeah, exactly. children. Old yeah. beings are not not crazy. Children, have you? Okay, they want children, but like one to two is perfect. If you have more than that, they're like, oh, "What are you, you doing? Do you have a farm that we don't know about? <laughs> yeah. They you call it more like." In Albania, yeah. it's more, uh, what are you going to have, a soccer team? <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> yes, it's, it's quite a few. <laughs> Were you raised religious? Uh, not really. And no. what's the <clears throat> dominant religion in Albania? So it says, it says that 70% of people are Muslim, but uh, okay. because, and I think Islam had grown a lot. And it had become problematic, especially in this city called Shkodra. And that's because of Saudi doing quite a bit of dirty work in Albania. And they did this. And I remember they started doing this in the 90s because they got to my grandpa and they brainwashed him. He was such a progressive man, such a liberal man. And then the moment he started going to the, um, what is it called? Jami. Jama'a. Prayer? Uh, yeah, but how do you a mosque? The, mosque. the moment yeah. the moment he started going to the mosque, he started changing, and he started telling my mom, "Oh, you should tell your daughter to be more conservative." And I can't believe it. My grandpa, like my grandpa, is my hero. Yeah, my grandpa would. To my grandpa, I was. That's crazy. You can get to somebody still at such an old age. He was I would think seventy. Be set in yes, your, I cannot. Ways. But my grandpa also had Alzheimer's, and uh, he had he struggled. He had a stroke, so. I don't Got know. It. I don't know whether that has anything to do with it. But anyway, so Albanian during during communism, Albania is the only country in the world that it was proclaimed atheist. Oh, really? I didn't. I had the no idea. Only country during in the co- world that it proclaimed. Yeah, during the dictatorship. Okay. So the only country that it proclaimed itself atheist, and it did quite a bit of bad things because it really they they freaking demolished like priceless treasures we have some gorgeous uh, churches in the south and in the north and what does this stupid asshole do he goes and paints white over mosaics that are like from wow. the 700s 800s like, uh, 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 god is a concept it's not real white paint <laughs> yeah but i mean he was smart because that's what communism does yeah god does uh has the power that he wants so anyway 
So because of that, I didn't really grow up, and I was born in 84, communism fell in 91. So I didn't really grow up with religion. I, all I remember is that my grandparents from my mom's side, they were Muslim. So sometimes they would um, they would celebrate Eid. Um, they would fast. I tried to fast. And then your dad's side? And my dad's side, they were Muslim as well, but not. Okay, like they weren't Kashin. all the way there, yeah. Oh, they, they were, I think they were like Shiite maybe? I don't okay, really know. I yeah. don't really know. So they were all like, they were off Muslim, the other ones were Muslim, Muslim, Sunni, or one Muslim. Yeah, I don't But it know seems like all the sense, even if you weren't raised super religious, all those old thinking sensibilities, they have so much overlap with religious upbringing. Because like I was brought up very religiously, and all that judgment and being like, look at those whores, like being outside a nightclub, sober across the street, <laughs> to judge that's such a thing like you know what i mean yeah. that you can come from a non-muslim background it's just these old sensibilities you come from non-muslim or True. or it doesn't have to be muslim it's just like very like indoctrinated in a religion all the way Dude, there's you so go much to judgment just one beautiful example get the italians <laughs> i'm gonna say the same thing they're christian yeah exactly they're gonna say this and they're probably like even they, worse yeah have you seen the movie Malena? No, I haven't. Okay. Malena, whoever hasn't seen it, go see it. It's a beautiful education. Um, it's a beautiful movie, first of all, but it's also a wonderful education of small town mentality. How this, they just because she was beautiful, they think that she's a whore. In, it, in Italy? In Italy. Yeah. And this is like from the, during the 40s. Yeah. And yes. her husband was away fighting and um and she would and it's so funny it really reminds me of albania because it's exactly what my grandma taught me and i it's exactly what i used to do to avoid sexual harassment as i would walk i would just keep my eyes down on the road because i didn't want, because if i god forbid made eye contact with anybody then People he would like engage he'd be like oh, oh i'm gonna go talk to her yeah, yeah, exactly. like she this wants me chance. yeah she, <laughs> she wants yeah, me exactly so you were so safe to just keep your eyes down. And I remember my grandpa coming to my grandpa, my grandma seeing me coming back from school because I was sexually harassed a lot at an early age in Albania. It was disgusting. Yeah. From 25 year olds. It was so disgusting. How old were you? I was 13. Oh, fuck. Just like physical or just like, eh, or like. Like sometimes physically too. Like you, you really had to be careful. Yeah. Okay. You had to defend yourself. This is in a small town too? In the capital city. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, okay. It was so, everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. You had to be careful. Anyway, um, this is after communism fell because during communism, people weren't so misbehaved because you just disappear if you fuck. Yeah, up. probably. Yeah. <laughs> I you don't, don't want to get picked. But up. my mom, my mom had a different childhood. My mom, my mom says she has she had a better childhood than I did because I grew up during chaos. Oh, the, the readjustment, the ending and the readjustment. Yes, I grew up during the 90s in Albania, and we almost had a civil war in 97. So, And, like, everything that we had just got destroyed in the 90s. While my mom grew up during a, a very peaceful, there was so much rules, That's everything so was clean. Yeah, Rare, but also it was a dictatorship she wasn't allowed to go to school because they considered her uh, an enemy of the state something like that because her grandpa had money mm, and he had refused fucking, he had refused he to didn't give pay it. his tax or whatever right? <laughs> he had refused to give it she's a terrorist but to go back to what i was saying earlier and then i'll go to madlena and my my grandma uh, 
to go back to the small town mentality and everybody has it. It doesn't matter. It's just the way it's where you were raised in. And I was with some old school Italians. And let me let me tell you, they are so fucking dirty minded and very judgmental. In Albania, there's old school. Uh, no, no, Italian? here, here. Okay, okay, I've okay. met quite a few. Here. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so my grandma sees me coming from school and I'm like 13, 14. And she and she when I got home, she gave me a hug and she's like, I'm so proud of you. You're such a good girl. I saw you walking and I'm so proud of you. And I saw you. You were just like you had your eyes down and that's it. <laughs> That's that's some old school. Yes, because that builds a complex, right, in your mind. Exactly, like, a docile, like just keep your eyes down and yeah. like stay safe. But at the same time, it really like it instills an anger in you, and it made me rebel even more later on. Like at twenty five, it made me rebel even more. But anyway, so I go back to Malena. Malena, the movie that I was talking about, and in that movie, it really gives you a little bit of the the psyche, and I think. Every immigrant, we're making, again, generalizations, but I think that it would be safe. Uh, most immigrants, when they come here, they, they have that small town mentality. Oh, that, yeah. And probably that's because they do come from a small town. Without a doubt, yeah. So much like in Mylena, <laughs> they were judging her, even though she was a good woman and she yeah. was faithful to her husband. But she was so beautiful. But she was so beautiful that they were like brandishing her. Yeah. And then later on, you have to see the movie, <laughs> but later on, she had to become a whore in a way in order to survive. She had to go just because she got fed up Yeah. with the people like mistreating her and calling her names when she wasn't even those things. And I know I know that so well. I know that struggle as an immigrant girl or as an, as an Albanian girl, the struggle to be to be given respect and to have a good reputation. Even and I remember even when I when I let's go back to our to our experiences as an immigrant. I remember when I first came to Canada, I was being given a bad reputation just because I had guy friends. Oh yeah, Without and they were calling me a whore, I, and I had never even kissed. I didn't kiss till I was like seventeen, because eighteen just years old. Standing with them, yeah. That and they were like, "Oh, you see, that's such a whore," just because. First of all, <laughs> I've always had. I have two brothers. Um, and I've always been very loving. I'm very pure-minded, or like I don't, I don't think dirty, man. I don't no, think that, dirty. No, come on, you gotta. You can't tell me you never think. No, dirty. no. Everybody thinks a little bit dirty. No, that's not. true. I'm not saying you. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Like when? No, what I mean is that when I have uh, a friendship, like your intentions are good. Like yeah. it's like like, like you, I'm, this I is really, you, you, I'm, there's I'm nothing so sexual naive. here. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm so naive. Like and here are people uh, talking about me as if. As if I'm not. Like, how the fuck you don't even know me? Yeah. Because people, that's it. That's all there but, is. But that is the small town mentality. Yeah. And every immigrant, especially an immigrant girl, has to go through. And it really gives you complexes. And it stays with you. And then it gives you this underlying anger that just gets to you and eats you inside. And sometimes some people get better at managing it, and then some people get, you know, they blow up like me. Or <laughs> yeah, my mom. Like I was, I think I've already said this, but uh, my mom grew up in a village of like, uh, and this is pretty much where I was born, with the Hindi Sudan, two hours outside of Khartoum, the capital. Okay, maybe two thousand, three thousand people. That's mud very huts, small. Most of the stuff. But uh, so like when we moved here, my mom was like, don't hang out with like white people. White people are bad. And then she would see most Somalians and be like, don't hang out with Somalians. Somalians are bad. <laughs> don't hang out and with anyone. She would just say, don't hang out. She just trusted nobody. She was yeah. so small town and tribal yeah. 
She trusted nobody. I wasn't even allowed to volunteer when I first came to Canada because my parents were so afraid that something was going to happen to me. Yeah, and you're like, I need this to graduate. <laughs> yes, like, and also because I wanted to volunteer, you know. All I had dreamt about was kind of from from watching American movies is like, oh, these people joining clubs and like doing things. And I and I love, I'm like a freaking, I love school. Yeah. Okay, I love knowledge. Were and you I the wanted student to council kind of girl? I would have liked to, but I also had deep insecurity issues and like I was shy. Yeah, and, okay. I, totally I was like a brand new immigrant. Yeah. I just... I struggled a lot. So you had no English at all when you came 15? No, somehow. I had really good English that they put me in with the Canadians. <laughs> yeah? Yes. They put me in with the Some Canadians. Italian shows had English segments that you learned from or what? Uh, no. Uh, so the thing is, in Albania, you, I don't know how it is now, but back then, you are taught English from grade four or grade five and onwards, but nobody fucking take it seri- takes exactly. it seriously. It's, it's just like, like French, French here. in Canada. Exactly. Yeah, it's like French here. Uh, but I remember uh, Albania had like a couple. So later on, like in the later 90s, Albania started having more channels. Okay. And I remember they had this one channel where they would play a lot of movies and they would have all captions in English. And I, I used to listen to a lot of English songs. But I think this movie channel really helped me a lot because I would I would see how it's written. And then in my mind, I would like, I would. Repeat, so you pieced together write. two languages just but, from TV and movies. But hold on, because I also learned it at school, number one, and I took a a three-month course in English with my mom. <clears throat> like, but mostly, I really think it's from the movies and the songs. Yeah, like, I, when I... But that's how I learned Italian. <laughs> a lot of people are like that, but Italian, too, that's... that's but Italian really is pretty easy. It's is a, Italian easy? It's an easy language, I would say so. When I went to... Uh, I went to Sudan when I was... Uh, uh let's say 12 or 13 or 14 i went there for a summer and my and they put us in like a camp with like all these like sudanese kids that are from abroad so i remember me and my brother were so excited we're like sick we're gonna be talking english finally with some kids but all the kids we were the only ones from north america all the other kids were from like saudi they're like hanging some kids were living in like lebanon they're all in arab countries so everyone is still speaking arabic and I remember I met one dude who lived in Mecca, like uh, Mecca, mm-hmm. Saudi, a Sudanese wow. guy, whose English was the best. We hung out with him the whole time because all he did for like the last 15 years was he would download every Hollywood movie and watch them all. And his and he English was from his, Mecca. He was wow. from Sudan. He was from Sudan. But he was living, living in Mecca. Living in Mecca, yeah. Like the most religious, the most religious city Muslim. in the world. And he's watching Die Hard, oh, Die wow. Hard 2. He has all the slangs down. He'd be like, dude, he would literally be like, in Sudan, in the camp, he would be like, sick. And we're like, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everyone else is speaking Arabic, and our Arabic is bad, so we're constantly embarrassed yeah. talking in Arabic. You oh know what I mean? Oh, my God. Because you look stupid. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not like you get a chance to whip out your English and be like, look, I'm good at this. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. You just look like you kind of have, uh, you talk as if you're developmentally challenged. Hmm. In Arabic. In Arabic. I mean, my Arabic is weak. So but Arabic I'm is a Sudan, difficult language anyway. But that be that's like you going back to Albania and mm. being Albanian and being shitty at Albanian and being like, it's a difficult language. Be like, yeah, you're Albanian. You should know this, you know? You don't get a True. lot of leeway. You should know this. And I was born in Sudan too, so it's like. Yeah, but were you raised there? I wasn't raised there, but. So there you go. You came here when you were six years old. What's my excuse? I came here when I was a teenager. True, but you speak Albanian. I speak Albanian, but 
I and don't speak, speak high level Albanian. It's hard. It's hard for me to express myself fluently. Yeah, but would people eloquently. laugh as you talk? Pardon? Would people laugh when you talk? No. Okay. <laughs> so then we're not <laughs> on the mean, same page. When I was in when I was in Albania, uh, re- most recently, there was this old man. Old man. He was the bodyguard at this bodyguard bouncer. A bouncer. Yeah, yeah, he bouncer? was the bouncer, uh, and he would just come in listen to me and and the guy was like what are you doing he's like i just want to listen to her <laughs> speak because i guess he really liked the way that i was talking just because of like my my mixture of politeness is yeah. a big thing in albania and maybe people are losing it i don't yeah. know but especially if it comes from a girl and, and like he was an older guy right so yeah. he's he's operating under some old school thing, Laws, which is like yeah. where where impl- girls need to be yeah, sweet exactly. and she's polite. doing exactly how i remember she should be this is you nice it's like it. a show it's like it. oh she's so adorable yes. so yeah. that's exactly what i was doing because that's how i was taught to do yeah, yeah. and i am in albania and i do not want to ruffle any feathers yeah you had your turtleneck on You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking down. You were ready. I was you know? really surprised this time around. Um, very out there. The old man or just the, the country? No, the, the young people, like the especially the girls. Progressive? <sighs> yeah? Like booty shorts or what do you mean? Booty shorts, like over the top. More than here? more than here oh so the pendulum swung the complete other way yeah so now But it's like I think uh, this is the capital city yeah it, and this was like a bar for whores as they as the bouncer at this other place you told were there me. so well because I got fed up it was the last <laughs> night that we had in Albania and my brother was trying to find a girl to get laid and I'm like okay man I'm getting tired like we went from bar to bar he was not happy and That's so, so I got funny, tired this relationship you have with your brother it's fucking hilarious <laughs> you're like look I'm just tired can I go home no I need what if I don't find anybody <laughs> well I, I was alone. with my partner yeah I was, oh, okay, all right, okay I, I okay, brought okay, my okay. partner Okay, okay. Being, I wanted to introduce him to my fam, to my family, and we were just so tired. Okay, like, we, like Julian and I, we wanted to like, go home. He's like, one more bar, one more bar, one one more bar. They're like, bro. So I got just really tired. So I was like, so before, so when we left the last bar, I went to the bouncer. And I was like, dude, can you tell me where I can take my brother to a bar so he can find a girl? Because like I'm tired, I need to go sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, go to here, and he's like, forgive me for saying this, but you you'll find plenty of whores there. Yeah, okay, I'll okay. Be like, okay. Well, We'll go there and we went there and yeah trust me there were a lot of whores there or more like girls that were dressed skimpy but they I don't think... give a fuck about the norms there yeah, those are the girls to that be are honest like... with you i think probably there were prostitutes oh there. okay oh literally yeah no, i think there were like they had were. wireless debit machines <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? maybe like... i don't know but it made me feel really dirty and really sad about the girls But like your as, brother, but your brother got one. So I no, mean, he did a, not. He did not. No, he did not. Because he tried. He <laughs> That's how you're remembering the story. Your <laughs> eyes are tried. telling. Your eyes are telling a different story, right? No, no, he didn't. I, I wish, yeah. I wish he would have gotten one, but he didn't because I ruined his chances. Why? What do you say? You're all whores. <laughs> no, I'm a good girl. <laughs> no, I would never say that. Um, but unfortunately, what happened is, I'm. My judgment face. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I am a judgmental person. Be- yeah. I'll I'll admit to it, and I'm judged as much as, and I am very feminist. I'm very liberal. I'm very progressive. But when it comes to me, I'm very judgment, and I am judgment for something. I I I can't explain it. It's just who I am. And one of the things that I really hate is girls when they do like. 
this Instagram thing. So imagine this girl, this table of girls was sitting right beside us. And these girls were dressed over the top, as I said. So it's dark. It's like a club, okay? It's dark. And all of a sudden, this girl turns on the the light in her camera yeah. and starts, like, shooting herself like this. Like, literally the way like I'm doing. Like with the duck face. Yes, like... <laughs> I'm not joking. Just like that. So I'm very expressive. I can't. I can't help myself. What was the face you made? I think just like I gave her like such a weird look. So one of her friends must have noticed me. Probably saw me. And so what did she do? She started dancing very sexily right beside Julian because Julian was right beside me. So she kept on like shaking her booty and coming closer and closer to him. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is that she was dancing right beside my foot, so I could have actually just pushed her with my foot. <laughs> you were thinking about it. Too. I was very tempted. Yeah. I am not a jealous person, but I do not like to be disrespected. And clearly, this girl was doing it on purpose As to get spite, me jealous. Because of that face. Because yeah. Albanians are Albanian girls are very jealous and possessive. Albanians in, in general. And uh, I I was just like I was just. I wasn't going to play her game because my partner and I have a beautiful relationship. We we don't get jealous. Yeah. At least I don't. Okay, that's not true. I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I love how you added that. At least I don't. No, no. I just look. He's, he's actually outside the window with a single tear coming down his eye. Bro, no. it's just a podcast, bro. Be cool, bro. <laughs> no, no, that's not. You got to talk to him. What do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. No, no. no I'm All I'm saying is that we have a really good relationship and... Uh, like we're gonna play around and we're gonna, we're gonna get jealous if if anybody overdoes it, but like we're not stupidly possessive and jealous. So I wasn't gonna be like, oh, how dare you do that to my man or whatever. So yeah, I yeah, just yeah. played it cool. I just I just all I did is just look at her, stare at her, and smile. And then as and she just started dancing even more sexily yeah. to the girl that was doing the duck face. Yeah, and. Um, and as she's doing that, I just stare at her right in her fucking eyes and her face. And I'm just like looking at her from top to down. Yeah, oh, meaning sizing like, keep her up. On, yeah. Keep, yeah. On, keep on doing this, honey, because that's who you are. Oh, shit. Because I can be a bitch, too. I yeah, guess. that's your, but your I own can, way. But I can always, I don't say it with words. I say it with a face. Yeah, that's your own, yeah. <laughs> but I was just, because how, how else am I going to behave? Like, I'm not going to have a fight with this girl over here. I'm just going to look at her and stare at her keep on going. Do whatever the hell you want because I have a beautiful partner. And actually, he really is a very good partner. Whenever we go to places that are full of girls, he gives me even more love. Oh, just to so be that, like. Just, just to be like so that I don't feel insecure, so that I feel loved. Oh, hell yeah. Because he's a thoughtful person. Shit, I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> no, you should. Yeah. Really. it's Show It works and it's very important. Love. Um. And so I just, and because of that, one of the girls noticed it Im immediately and she's like, oh shit, we don't want any fights. So one of the other girls came and took her immediately and hugged her and she's like, we got to go. And then the other girl's like, oh, I saw her do some kind of thing and she did something with this, like as if like I'm snobby or snooty or something. Some Albanian thing. Yeah. And the funniest thing is that during this whole time, my brother had left. So before he left, he's like, how, how much do you want to bet that I'm going to take the hottest girl in this table over here? I was like, I don't think so, but OK. So he was gone to go get drinks for us. So when he, when he comes back, these girls are gone. He's like, what do you do? 
That's exactly what he said. And he's like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry. They were stupid. They laughed. <laughs> well, he just runs outside with two beers. No. I've got a picture. <laughs> Ladies, I've got a picture. There is no such thing as yeah, pictures yeah, in Albania. Sure. Yeah. They moose don't do pictures. <laughs> they don't no, have moose head there? <laughs> but they don't do pictures. They only do bottles or, yeah, they only do bottles or maybe a pint. They don't do pictures. No such thing as pictures. Who, um, <clears throat> when I went to Switzerland, uh, every time that they would talk shit about like people, they would call them shippies. Shippies is like what they call like Bulgarians and like Albanians and like Romanians. But what does like that East, mean? It's like an Eastern European, like an Auslander, like an outsider. It's like almost like this grouping of like a. Uh, like a peasant. So to speak. So I was, what I want to know is in Albania, who are they the most racist against? Because every everybody is. Everybody is like, if, if you're, if you're the ass racist. of the joke, who are you? Well, that's this is the funny thing. Um, I know Albanians are, race, are racist, but at the same time, they're friendly people. Like, if you are a good friend to them, they don't give a shit what color you are who you are or where you're from like it all depends if you prove yourself to them oh, like if yeah. you're good to them but they're racist towards everyone and of course like everybody else they're racist towards people of color yeah okay you know i just was wondering if there's one specific group no cause, yeah because we're because we feel bad because we're mistreated by by every all of europe thinks bad of us Oh. Uh, maybe so you guys uh, maybe feel like gypsies. the underdogs. Gypsies. Okay, yeah, I mean that's a European thing. Yeah. But gypsies are just kind of like But Albania had quite a bit of gypsies. Gypsies are like Romanian traditionally, right? Yes, but we also had quite a few in Albania. Yeah. So, yeah, and I remember feeling it was like my first my first introduction to racism actually because I remember feeling really bad because I would always feel bad like why would you How are they treating Yeah, gypsy? how the way that they would talk about Yevg is that the uh, word for gypsy in yeah. Albanian? Yep. Yeah, but it's so, yeah, but it's also it yeah. can be used as a term for for somebody who's like a person of color. Okay. But it was it's mostly for for Is it like the N word? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I I think I've been here too long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> maybe. Yevk. Yeah, maybe. I think it's like for a person of color. Mm, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna start calling my boy. Yo, what's up, Yev? No, I no for a black, uh, black person. Yo, what up, my Yev? <laughs> uh, no, please don't. Yo, uh, what it is, Yev? For black person, I think it's Zezak. Damn, that's that's pretty close to the bird's name in Lion King, Zazu. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Zizak? You know what? I, I've always <laughs> wondered. Imagine it was zigzag. That would be perfect. <laughs> How did they come up with this word? Like, yeah. where did this come from? I, I'm very interested in the origin of words. And, like, I'm curious to know how did they come up with this word. Because it's no, it's not close to Negro or anything yeah. like Look that. Look at those Zizak. Yevsk. Those Yevsk always rolling with the Yevsk. zigzags. Yevjit. The if it's going to be in plural, it's going to be Yevjit. But, <clears throat> but that, anyway. they, so they just use that openly. They they can use it openly, and it depends on who uses it. And most of, I think most of them, what I've heard it in my experience, I've heard it most from the ones from the south, from the south of Albania. They seem to be using this a lot as an as an insult. Uh, the Yevk? Yeah, as an insult. Are the south darker than the north? 
Yeah, they are. Oh, so there's that shit going on too. Yeah. That, man, every probably, country is the same. Yeah. It's the same shit all over the world. Listen, we are like at the 70 minute mark. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that we're wrapping this up. Beautiful. Uh, it is late. Uh, is there anything? Uh, there was still a bunch of stuff we wanted to touch on, but we'll leave it to the oh next. Oh my God, thing. we didn't talk anything about the mental health, which was really important. We, yeah, <laughs> I know. We'll have to leave it to the next time, yeah, right? We will. Um, okay. Is there That's anything? Uh, I want to I give people, I guess, the opportunity to plug anything you want to plug, you know, mention anything if you want to, you know, no yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I do want to mention my mental health page okay. called This Crazy Head. I've, okay. I've been wanting to do a YouTube channel for it for so long, but I struggle with self-confidence. Um, I, I struggle with uh, with just self-doubt. I'm a perfectionist like all other idiots out there who struggle with <laughs> self-doubt. Um, so I, have, I really, I would like to do more about mental health because it's really important. And I struggled with it myself as an immigrant because being it's an swept immigrant- swept under the rug. Yes, yeah. it's, swept, it's swept under the rug, but also we- we underestimate the toughness of the journey here to find yourself to 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 find a place to belong but also to find the confidence to be like you know what fuck everybody i don't need anyone i'm good enough the way that i am i don't need to belong anywhere because i always struggled with like i feel like i'm not albanian i'm not canadian what the fuck am i like identity i'm a yeah crisis. i'm a person in limbo i don't really have a home anymore a yevk <laughs> yeah, uh, a gypsy. <laughs> uh, but I, I would like to plug that. But other than that, what I'm, was the name of it? One more time. This crazy head. It's on. Uh, it's a. Or? It's a Facebook page. Yeah, check and, that out. Uh, if yeah. you want to learn more about that and just like whatever you've got going on on that initiative, Thank you. I think you actually. I mean, I don't think uh, you're the type to like hear this openly but i think you have an amazing perspective and i think you have a lot to be able to do like on that level especially uh having the background that you have coming here at 15 that's such a good snapshot of before and after because i came at six i went back a couple times so i was able to see that it but a lot of people come at three four five and they never go back uh to wherever their respective origin is mm -hmm. but coming at 15 and then going back i think you have a pretty cool perspective I and, I, so and i too. think yeah i we can touch more on it next time uh for me uh on september 5th i've got my next time plus time comedy monthly show it's gonna be a nice lineup i'm gonna have all the stuff plugged uh check out the link uh in the description uh free times cafe in toronto if you're in toronto come check this out uh but yeah besides that you know where to find my stuff Appreciate you so much for listening. Tell your friends about the immigrant section. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. Peace. Good night. Um.